live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Ask a turtle. I love being yeah. a turtle. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada on yeah. camera control. Also, he does the nunchakus and I do the side. Sometimes. And uh, we're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory here in downtown Manhattan, where we do all of design, testing, manufacturing, shipping of the cool electronics that you love to use in your projects. You can see the machine line behind us where we actually do all that fabrication. We'll have yeah. some videos of that shortly. Got an exciting show for you tonight, all about the latest in electronics news, open source news, Python news. We're also gonna give away yeah. some free stuff. I know people Probably. will be, I mean, unless something terrible goes wrong yeah. or something wonderful goes wrong. Uh, all that and more on tonight's show, including discount codes. Tell them what's on tonight's show, Mr. Yep. Lady Data. On tonight's show, the code is STEMS, 10% off in the Adafruit store, all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. That gets you off 10% off everything except for gift certificates, Adabox, and Code Academy courses. It supports us, an open source hardware company that's mostly run by women, if, uh, if you care about that sort of thing. Um, we're here in New York City, venture capital-free, loan-free, and uh, your savings helps us keep the bills paid and more. So use the lights code. on. You see all these lights? There's a lot of lights. We have to pay for these lights. Yeah. Show and tell people around the world, showing and sharing their projects. Lady Ada will talk about that and more. We have JP with some Make Code Minute. Talk about some Python on hardware. Have time travel, look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, and more, including some events and some special announcements. We've got Help Wanted, some jobs from the Android Jobs Board. 3D printing. We've got some Made in New York City factory footage. New products will answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. And uh, how many people are there? 14,000. Oh Glad my goodness, asked. for real? Yeah. And uh, we'll, humans and bots. We're there all the time, and we also have some special news about Discord we'll talk about in a bit. We have some top secret. We'll give something away, all that and more on You Guessed It. Dun da da. Ask an engineer. Okay, well, let's oh, yeah. uh, let's pay some bills here. I can't believe Halloween is over. It's not over. Oh, uh, I guess it's, we're getting ready for next year's. It's just begun. We have 360 days left yeah. to prepare. Um, it's just the beginning of Halloween, not towards the end of Halloween right now. That's true. That's, That's the way true. to look at it. Okay. Um, it's only over for a few seconds. Yeah, I know. That's it, and then it's back to like, okay, here we go. All right, so um, we do some free stuff in addition to that code. That you can save a buck or two. That's right. Uh, Lady Ada, what do uh, people get when they put stuff in their cart? We have freebies and maybe more coming soon. Uh, so far, we've got a free circuit, uh, sorry, we've got a free Perma Proto uh, half size breadboard sized PCB over there. Uh, if you take your solderless breadboard project, solder them onto the Perma Proto, you now have a permanent and solid version of your circuit, and then you can recycle your solderless breadboard. One nine nine or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. It's high quality trackable shipping. We think it's good shipping. Uh, you'll get there when it says it's gonna get there. We strongly recommend UPS shipping or DHL shipping for the holidays. I know a lot of people like to get and give electronic goodies and we agree that's awesome. Give the gift of knowledge, but you don't want to get it on December 27th. Thus, UPS ground shipping recommended. 
uh, $2.99 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express or all-in-one development board that teaches you how to code and um, make electronics. You can program it in CircuitPython, Arduino, code.org, CS Discoveries, MakeCode, MakerBlocks, TeenyGo, MicroLisp, and many other wonderful languages. It's got NeoPixels, buttons, uh, speaker, microphone, sensors all built in, and uh, it's a great way to get your project started. Okay, types of shipping UPS ground, we'd recommend that for the United As States. As mentioned. Postal, sometimes it disappears a little bit. It'll eventually get there. You'll save a little bit of money. You save four bucks, but you might lose four days. Yeah. And then DHL International is what you want to do for all your international needs. A little bit of a shipping note. Next week is November 11th. It's Veterans Day, so Adafruit will not be shipping postal on that day because it is a national holiday here in the United States and the Postal Service is not shipping. A little bit of a reminder, same-day service in New York City. All you need to do is check out before 11 a.m. and if it is a zip code that is in Manhattan and we can get it to you there, just make sure you check out before 11 a.m. Um, we can get it to you same day here in New York City. Okay, show and tell. People around the world showing, sharing their projects, Lady Ada. What was on the show and tell this week? I'm glad you asked. We had all sorts of goodies from Adafruit folks and beyond, starting off with Phil B., who has been doing a lot of work uh, for his entire life and also uh, this week on TFT support for Arduino. Uh, optimizing the TFT gizmo support found a bug in the SAMD core that had the TFT only running at a paltry 6 megahertz. Sad. Now it's running at 24 megahertz. Happy. So even though the TFT gizmo has four times as many pixels as like the Halloween M0, it now runs four times as fast. So there you go, works out. Uh, JP built a turtle bot last week. Uh, we showed the video, it was all about turtle graphics. This time it's about turtle bots. Maybe eventually we'll combine the two. That'll be kind of exciting with uh, the JP turtle bot. Uh, check that out. It shows the circuit playground blue fruit on a cricket board. And what's kind of neat is um, you can now control a Cricut robot wirelessly uh, using a Blue Fruit app available for Android and iOS. Melissa has been working on various OLED displays, getting them working and uh, verified with both CircuitPython and Python uh, for single board computers like the Raspberry Pi. We're almost complete with every single sensor or board or library we have having example code for both Arduino and CircuitPython slash Python, which is a really big undertaking. It's taken us almost two years. Yeah. Because we had like 10 years of libraries, and then we had to, you know, rewrite yeah. them all. In our, in our libraries that we keep track of, I think we're almost over 200 for CircuitPython. Yeah, we're getting close. We just added like the two that Melissa wrote today. Yeah. Um, and there's more coming. I think, I think it's neat to see that uh, we both support C and Python. I think that's a rarity. Usually you don't get any yeah. example code, much less two. Well, one other thing, it's where the community and where the industry went. Yeah. So if we had only stuck to just one library Arduino, people would have moved on to other things, and Adafruit wouldn't have been part of that. Instead, we um, were paddling along with this wave. turns out Python is not only the most popular programming language around the, the world right now, and it's an official programming language for some countries. It's curriculum for most, if not all, schools. But it found its way to hardware because the chips got fast enough. Yeah. So uh, if you learn Python once, you know it on everything. So we're pretty happy that we got almost full coverage. I know. As they say in the business. I'm just, I'm just, we're, we were talking about like that we have this list of all the repos and we're like, there's only like four left. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. 
Oh boy. Um, Brian uh, is hacking and reverse engineering a droid bot that uh, a friend brought him from uh, the Disney, um, what was it, Galaxy's Edge Hotel Resort. Yeah. Um, and he's reverse engineering it and he wants to put his own code on it so he can control the droids. And maybe, like, maybe he can make the LEDs turn red, like, you know, when like droids turn evil and shit. When, like, well, I think. Just generally speaking, if you're going to reverse engineer something, when you're reverse engineering something that Disney made, it's just like kind of extra special fun. You're like, you want to make it evil. Because, well, you just know that they really don't want you to do they it. They don't want you to do that at all. Yeah, even, even though the type of person they want to hire to be an Imagineer is the type of person that can do reverse engineering on electronic toys. No, it's true. It's like on the door, it says, whatever you do, don't open this and try to hack it. And then it's like, yeah. want to be the Imagineer? Open this and try to hack yeah, it. Yeah, the job <laughs> application is probably like, reverse engineer this thing and make it talk. Yeah. Uh, Known Pedro, uh, remade, they did a remake this uh, from an old project from a couple of years ago. Um, they remade the Pro Trinket clouds and flapping uh, flying toaster um, jewelry that they did a few years ago. Uh, we're now wiser and older, and we've done them in CircuitPython fully using um, sprite uh, sheets so you yeah. can customize the display. And, and with their beautiful new IPS color displays. So it's like about the same price, but a much more powerful I think this is another example where that, that project was really cool, but not a lot of people could modify it and do stuff with it. No, you were like, the code but, was like, the bitmaps were like hand-drawn. But and now like, you could just plug it in, shows up as a USB drive, and you can drag and drop a bitmap. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. Um, I hope people modify it to do like different effects. You can. I was reading today, this goes along with like, I think Python and, and C, the difference between the two. Um, apparently, as long as you only fail 15% of the time, you can actually learn. After 15% mm -hmm. of the time... It's, it's too frustrating? You, you, yeah. They said there's like, after 15%, you don't learn, and you kind of move on. If everything's perfect each time, then that's not fun at all, because you're not being challenged. It's around 15%. And that, oh, to me, that, to me, makes sense, because I think when you have, like, a REPL, and you can just drag and drop stuff... Like one out of like, so I'm pretty fast at like making little slideshows in Python on yeah. devices because that's kind of like all I do now. Yeah. So um, when it comes to like Python electronics, so I notice like, you know, one out of fifteen, one out of ten times, I'll like drag the wrong file, I'll type the wrong thing, I'll have to look up something. But it's not every single time I make a mistake, and it's not every single time I'm perfect. And it's just at that right amount of like I'm always kind of learning. Anyways, just something I read, something I noticed, and it seems like that's the sweet spot. You mm -hmm. want to challenge people, want to keep them engaged, but you don't want it to be like, sorry, here's a wall of code that you're never going to figure out. Yeah. So anyways, 15%. I think it's interesting because it makes me think like it's, it's one eighth. Like if you had three variables, binary variables, your hardware, your software, and your, your tool chain. Yeah. And if, if, only, if all of them are failing or if half of them are failing, you, you actually can't make progress. Yeah. You have to have only one of them be a little flaky. Yeah. Like you can only debug one thing have, at a time. If you have to tell someone to download an ID and then that's out of your control and then download doesn't work out, that's gone. Okay, maybe you finally get that going. Yeah. Now, like you plug in the hardware, it doesn't get recognized by the, the, device, the operating system. Okay. Yeah, now what? Okay, finally you get that, great. You, you plug it in, you eventually get ready to put code on it, and you try to modify code, and it doesn't work out. Three for three, failure, no more, no more electronics. I wonder if REPLs actually do, they make it easier for people to... Uh, I could tell you, you REPLs, know. and I don't see how you can do robotics without a REPL, because you're constantly doing all these quick iterations to make sure a motion or something is working out the right way. Yeah. Like, wh why would you just, like, okay, quick, compile? 
Yeah. Wait 10 minutes. No, the definitely compile yeah. loop is, is tough. Yeah. I okay. think that's why uh, people like Python. Okay. Yep. Uh, we also had a visitor from Emily, and Mike came by. Emily uh, hacked a Pi Gamer up to a cardboard box to make a happy birthday flag, and she painted, um, or she dyed some fabric to decorate it with, and it's a great little robot, a, a perfect first robot. Uh, Floyd. Um, made a training board for nautical light signals, so they different signals and uh, yeah, their cool. location and their color mean different things, which I didn't know, so now I, I learned something. Uh, so um, by training and, and doing quick um, uh, like uh, flashcards, but it's like a light flashcard. Yeah, but Floyd also built a, a, a tugboat. Yes, that you can control through it. A lot of people weren't even on the water and they have to understand how all these things work. So what do you do? Well. Here's a, a, a smaller scale of a tugboat. With neopixels. And then, and then you can use this board to figure out like what what those lights are, what they mean. They could have a casualty. It could be a different type of boat. There could yeah. be all sorts of things. Very interesting. Yeah. Super cool project. Okay. All right. And uh, last but not least, Virgil came by. I want to celebrate all ham radio folks. Uh, he is part of Ares, which is a uh, emergency response team that uses um, uh, ham radio um, uh, licensed folks to uh, get information around. And he made a portable pack for an emergency, which was well kitted out. It had lights, it had uh, batteries, it had um, like a voltage meter. You could charge your USB device. It was really nice. It was in a laundry um, a detergent bin, but it was like, which also means it was like waterproof. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, you don't want, one thing you do not want spilling everywhere is laundry detergent. Like that is like a mess. Um, he also had a cool Wellfleet t-shirt celebrating the birth of radio transmission in the United States. Okay. All participants on the Show & Tell get an seen on Show & Tell sticker. Email support at adafruit.com if you're on the Show & Tell. Want a sticker if you're a kid, have a parent or guardian-like entity do that for you. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. JP's show is tomorrow. And here is a little bit of preview of what JP will be showing tomorrow. Okay, and before we get into JP's show, one thing I have as a reminder is uh, there's only so many days left before Adabox ships. Not many. And I wish we had a way to tell how many days they were left. Oh, we do. On Adabox.com, you can go and see the numbers, but you can also use a Pi Portal. So Pi Portal was one of our previous Adaboxes. So now this and Pi Portal... And people loved it. And one yeah. of the things that is true is whenever people sign up for Adabox... They always get the thing that everybody wants and they have it. This is yeah. definitely one of the benefits. It's not on purpose. So it's just like we actually just ship all 25 of days, three hours, Adabox will be shipping. So this is, this is how we know and now how you know. So every show will make sure we um, pan to Adabox cam. Okay. So thank you, Isaac, who put this together. And we just use the countdown timer um, project that's on learn.adafruit.com. And it gets the time from the internet. So yep. you don't have to. And, it's, and you know what's even better? Daylight savings time taken care of. Yeah. Because it gets it from the internet and knows what daylight, daylight savings time is. Okay. So Amazing. that's Adabox. Go to adabox.com. Make Code Minute with JP. Uh, every week we have a Make Code Minute. We just shipped out the Make Code newsletter. If yes. you're an educator or if you're someone who likes to make code, go to adafruitdaily.com and slide Here's up. the good news. Microbit, covered. Yeah. Make Code Arcade, covered. Circuit Playground Express, covered. It's all covered. So go to Adafruit Daily and sign up for Make Code. 
Take it away, JP. For the make code minute today, what I wanted to do is show how you can use a pair of circuit playgrounds uh, with their infrared uh, ability to send and receive messages to each other along with USB HID keyboard emulation so that we can have essentially a remote control for a keyboard. You'll notice here in the simulator if I press a button when I'm using this network infrared, it's right here, network infrared send and receive, then we get a second circuit playground that shows up. And when I press a button on one, you'll see the other one lights up the same corresponding button. Uh, in this simulator, you can also see uh, these messages being sent and received uh, inside of the console. And what it's doing when it sends, or rather when it receives, if it receives a, essentially the A button, which is indicated by a zero being sent, or the B button, which is indicated by a one being sent right here, then we're going to use this keyboard type A or keyboard type B that comes from this keyboard extension. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch to an overhead cam here. And you can see I'm just typing into a little ASCII art generator so you can see it nice and big. And here is one circuit playground. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll press a button on that. And you can see a B just showed up on the screen. I'll press it again. Another B just showed up. I don't have a lot of room there. Uh, and I'll, let me backspace some. And now when I press an, the A, we'll get A buttons showing up. So. This is a way that you can use the infrared send and receive uh, to do something kind of sophisticated, which is create essentially a remote control for, could be media keys like uh, pause and, and play for songs. It can be arrow keys. It could be joystick input and pretty much any key you want to type. And so that uh, is how you can use a couple of Circuit Playground Express boards inside of Make Code to create an infrared remote keyboard. And that is your Make Code Minute. JP Show, tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. All the turtles you can eat. It is Python on hardware time. I missed you, Blanca. All right. First up, we have a new CircuitPython Alpha 5. Uh, Alpha, yes. We have a couple optimizations. Some new boards were added, including two SparkFun boards. And uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the Itsy Bitsy NR52840, <coughs> which is coming out soon. Yeah, we'll talk about it shortly. Some improvements and more. We're heading towards a beta one, maybe after Supercon. Okay, we'll go over this a little bit later in the show. However, wanted to mention this since a lot of the feathers are CircuitPython powered. We have a contest with Hackaday and DigiKey. Take flight with Feather. Hackaday and DigiKey. DigiKey's a sponsor. And there's a bunch of different categories you can enter. We'll go over that later on in the show. But do check it out. And uh, we also have a, another Python-powered project. Um, we have a Pi portal that shows the number of days you have. So there's 55 days to enter, 6 hours and 39 minutes. Yes. So uh, this uses a past Adabox Pi portal, or you can get the Pi portal in the store. And this is the uh, countdown timer for how many days you have left to make a feather. And if you do a good job, we're going to make it. And I have a question. Do you have to purchase anything to enter this contest? No, no you're not. You can just come no. up with an idea. You can come up with an idea, design yeah. it any way you want, anything we'll you like. We'll talk about that later in the show. Okay. Next up. We have costumes. It was Halloween. So on Halloween, we uh, got a ton of things in. Um, it was one of the biggest newsletters ever. And a lot of it was CircuitPython powered, LED powered, NeoPixel powered. And there was so much stuff that I not only had to uh, 
try to fit it into a newsletter, but I also had to make sure I celebrated all these folks who did cool projects. So I ended up just doing like a, a video supercut and linking to that. And then these are all the monster mass that happened uh, to be around during this time. This is the la latest Adabox. So all the things that can be Python powered seem to get into every Halloween costume out there. Just eyes, unending eyes, eyes everywhere. More eyes. More eyes. I sense a theme. Yeah. And then there was, yeah, more eyes. <laughs> more eyes. Okay. Um, so, speaking of new boards added, this was uh, one of the ones that you added. Yes. What is this? Coming soon, it's the NRFD2 840 Itsy Bitsy. It's a double-sided design because we couldn't fit all the goodness on one side. Uh, it's a very itsy board. Uh, comes with the NRF5240, some flash, uh, a dot star on the top, and an extra switch. So looking forward to this coming out soon. Okay. Um, other Python on hardware projects we did. So there's this thing going around right now where it's uh, team trees, and whoever plants the most trees wins, I guess. Um, yay, Earth. I think we win. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever planet gets the most trees on it. Um, I think Elon Musk just decided to... I think he's leading the, the tree scoreboard or something. But uh, we, we showed how to use Dashblock, which is an easy way to display things like Kickstarter and more. We also used it on our own site. And this was uh, the Black Girls Code campaign that we did, where we did a buy one, give one. Uh, we have since added another 100, so we'll be adding this back as well. Um, this is kind of neat. This was uh, a full-on uh, blackjack game in... Uh, Circuit Python. Mm -hmm. You saw this project, yeah. right? Yeah, you could do you could do this level of gaming on a very uh, you know small microcontroller and in Circuit Python. Yeah, I like how they use like the touch screen for the different commands, and then they yeah. use sprite sheets for the the suites and the characters, yeah, and cool. uh, and yeah, you can play blackjack and get All your right. pipe roll. Um, this is some hardware that's coming out. This is Tronket. Just fun to say, Tronket. Uh, this is more hardware that is coming out. This is from Keith, and Keith is really into getting robotics and Lego and microcontrollers working together. So this will be on Crowd Supply soon. It is called the Snackboard, a Python controller, a, a Python microcontroller for Lego. Uh, this one just came out, uh, or I should say, it's a coming soon. Uh, this is from Wilderness Labs, and it is a Feather compatible. This is a, I think this is called the, I want to say Borka, name of it. Let me try to find where it is here. And well, it says Borka on the file name. Yeah, I think Bokra. that's, yeah, Bokra. And it's a Feather compatible. Um, so more Feather stuff coming in and more stuff compatible with CircuitPython. Founder of Python is retiring from Dropbox and there was a great article, because he was working at uh, Dropbox, um, but this quote in particular stood out. When asked, I would give my opinion that maintainable code is more important than clever code. And I think that's why a lot of people like Python, mm -hmm. is because you can look at it and maintain it, and you can do stuff with it. And so I thought I would pull this quote out, and that was the title of the newsletter for our Python hardware newsletter this week, because I think this is why a lot of people are enjoying Python on electronics. There's many reasons, but I think this is one of the reasons. Um, I think Bill is in the chat, um, Bill Binko. 
and I think probably since he helps the assistive technology world, the maintainability of code is probably more important than like, look how clever you are yeah. and see. So anyways, um, Microbit has a new Python editor. Uh, we'd link to that in the newsletter. If you're interested in trying it out, it was in beta, but now I think they're ready to release it. Fonny editor, um, which has some CircuitPython and MicroPython features is out. And we're gonna play a little video in a bit, but uh, just a kind of fun milestone for all of us. Not only is CircuitPython supported in VS Code, but they have a Python device simulator. It's Circuit Playground, and you can simulate a Circuit Playground inside of Visual Studio Code. So you don't even need a Circuit Python and, or Circuit Playground device to run Circuit Python. You can emulate it right inside of VS Code, and that is Python on hardware news. Yay! That was a lot of stuff. Okay, time travel. Oof. Okay, um, let's time travel. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. It is November of 2019. We're not in Los Angeles. Yeah, do you know what this is from? This is from Blade Runner. Yeah, so we're finally caught up with Blade Runner. Yay! Um, I just wanted to add that. Well, we have eyes. Yeah. Uh, yesterday was voting day. Uh, Adafruit has a paid day off for election day. Uh, I saw politicians tweeting about this. They're like, we should, this should be, this should be a, a real thing. Well, they, they get to do it. If only they had the power yeah. to do it. So I don't think it's going to be a, a thing that the United States enacts in law. Yeah. But I think employers can do it, and everyone likes days off. So if you're an employee at a company, send a note to the, the, the boss person yeah. and say, what would it take for us to have election day off in 2020? Legally, you're required to give some time off. Sure. But let me tell you about that. Just yes. saying that it's not like there's nothing. It's not that there's nothing, but they make it really hard. They do make it hard. So I have a feeling there's going to be lines at the polls next year. Yeah. So companies don't have to give you unlimited time. That's right. They it's only limited. give you a little bit of time. So I think next year is going to be um, not so great if you don't have almost a day to vote. Yeah. We don't get to do it on weekends. So if you go to the polls and there's a two-hour wait, but by law you only get like an hour off. Yeah game over yeah so i think that's one of the unfair things like if you're retired you got all day and maybe that particular type of vote always goes one way so um you have a year and so maybe ask your employer now if you're an employer this is an easy thing to do you don't even you don't even have to say what your politics are who cares just take the day off go vote and you want to be really civic-minded go volunteer at the polls they're going to need it next year yeah 2020 is going to be bonkers i'm just telling you now well i mean blade runner they Maybe they're wrong. Maybe it's November 2020. That's really <laughs> just saying, the problem. Yeah, just saying. So this is, this is, you have a year to talk to the HR people or the boss person and find out how you can get this day off. Um, maybe get ready to take it as a personal day if they, if they're, you know, can happen. Yeah. But I think more and more companies are going to do it. Every year I email companies. Some companies get angry when I email them. How dare you email me and my employees? Yeah. Other companies are just like, hey, this is a good idea. I will uh, check this out in 2020 for sure. So anyways. Next up, um, this is that VS Code thing I was talking about. Yes. So VS Code, one open source. So you Yay. know that simulator I was talking about yes. way back when we, you remember? A couple remember, months ago. Remember when I was talking about Python, Python hardware news a couple minutes ago? Yeah. That was a good time. Um, I thought you <laughs> when we first talked about it a few months ago. No, I was talking about it a couple minutes ago. Yeah, okay, um, but now? So it, this is also open source. Great. So um, Scott Hanselman did the keynote at Ignite Day 2, and I have a snippet. 
Oh, that's of just, nice. Of just the Adafruit portion. That's, that's you've, all I want. You've, you've not seen this yet. I have not. I was wondering where you're, you got this. You're going to watch it now. Where'd you get it? There are 10,000 partners in the ecosystem, uh, and there are thousands of IoT solutions that are built with partners across Microsoft and a wide variety of uh, industries. These are just some of these devices. There's probably a device that does the thing that you want it to do. We've partnered for this talk with Adafruit, and they are giving us a limited number of these Circuit Playground Express devices with the Ignite colors. These are fun because they have sensors, accelerometers, touchpads, speakers, IR transmitter, alligator clip friendly IO. If you've never done anything on a tiny device, you can go and try it out with one of these. There is a limited number available. You just head over to the de uh, Development and Architecture Center out in the Expo Center. Just complete a challenge or talk to someone at the debug bar for help and then pick up a device. Even better, if you don't have one of these devices or you're watching remotely, we've just announced that we have open sourced the Device Simulator Express extension that lets you run a virtual tiny device in Visual Studio Code. This is a really fun device because it can run Arduino, you can run CircuitPython, you can use our extension, you can use Visual Studio Code. It's very, very, very flexible. And now our simulator is open source as well. Super fun stuff. Thanks for... All right. That was rad. Th thank you, Scott. Yay. Okay, uh, next up. Lady Ada, um, what's an ampere? Ampere is, is one coulomb of current per second. Well, I don't know if you know, but there was a section on the, in the New York Times that said, they have a section called, what is that? Well, it's for the crossword. Yeah, and it said ampere. And they used Adafruit. They, the, the person who said, I, a lot of you asked what Ampere is. Good, and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and Adafruit was their, their, their reference. Good. So that's kind of nice to be mentioned. You do the crosswords. Well, we did A's for Ampere. Yeah, and now we have A's for Ampere. So I, think I do agree that once in a while, what's interesting is actually the electronics-y, there's like technology or electronics-y questions are actually very hard for me because I know, I can't think of the obvious thing because I can think of all the things. Oh, yeah. So they're usually called this like a unit in physics, and I'm like, well, I don't know. There's like twenty thousand fucking units in physics, right? Thank <laughs> like, you. Yeah. yeah, it's like the why. I mean, what? Yeah. You know, eventually you get one letter, you can figure it out. But it's actually uh, it's hard. The more you know uh, about a topic, I think the harder it is. All right. Other things that's going on in this thing that we call time. Um, not only are we up to fourteen thousand people, but we have thirty booths on our in Discord. So guess what, everybody? Um, we get a hundred emojis for a total of 250. Good. We get better quality audio. Um, we were able to listen in on that on Monday. Vanny URL already have that in 100 megabyte uh, limit for uploading files. In addition to that, um, we made some deals, um, not deals, but um, trades, agreements, friends. So the Arduino server, they have an Adafruit channel. An Adafruit server has an Arduino channel. And Yay. when you go to one or the other and you need help, we link to each other and we yes. say, hey, if you need help, go here. If you need help, go here. And of course, we had done this with Python Discord. As Python well. Server, and that worked out really well. Yay. Okay, next up. Um, there's a lot of machine learning stuff going on. You did a machine learning Monday. I have a video. I think the video explains um, a bunch of stuff I'm about to talk about. So take it away past you. Okay, Lady, what is this? These are two boards, the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit with Gizmo and the new Edge Badge, and they're programmed with TensorFlow's gesture recognition code for microcontrollers. Okay, and these gestures are O, W, and an L-like thing, so let's start to spell OWL. First, uh, let's do Gizmo. Okay. Oh. 
W. W. Okay. L. Okay, let's try the other one. Okay. O. W. L like entity. Yay! All right, so that's all of them, and this is machine Edvedge. learning on microcontrollers. Okay, so if you want one of those badges, that's the Edge badge, that'll be at Supercon. And if you're already going to Supercon, uh, JP will be there, Melissa will be there, Sedacious, Brian will be there, Scott will be there, and every participant at Supercon gets one of these badges. We ship with the Python base name badge, but you also can put all of the machine learning stuff on it. Um, this is brought to you by DigiKey. Thank you, DigiKey. And it's an easy, fast way to get going in machine learning. You saw the gesture demo that we just did, but it also does the sign demo and the voice demo. Speaking of, um, there was, there's a lot of stuff going on in, um, in uh, TensorFlow land. Well, there was this event. There was a, Isn't there's it actually a, TensorFlow conference there, month? This is a, there was an event called TensorFlow World. And, Pete and Warden, then there's like AIoT, and then there's another, yeah, there's so many. Pete Warden, the uh, technical lead of the mobile embedded TensorFlow group, uh, showed your device and demos on stage. Coming up very fast is the ARM IoT Dev Summit that's in Mountain View, California at the Computer History Museum. And there they have a bridge, a, <laughs> sorry, a bridge, bridge building, a badge building workshop. You build bridges too. <laughs> um, but uh, it's a specific series of workshops and this is ARM. Thanks, ARM, for supplying these badges to people. And this is the new Edge badge that has everything built in. And this is going to be at ARM IoT Dev Summit. At ARM IoT Dev Summit, there are also other badges and also uh, other bits of hardware. Please go and compare them. We think we made the best, easiest IoT. It's the badgiest. ARM, <laughs> ARM Edge based hardware, but do compare them. And we think screens are important, being able to do drag and drop of models being able to set them up quickly, being able to do voice recognition easily. So do try those out if you're there. All right, still chugging along here. Help Wanted. Um, this one, Lady Anna, maybe you could talk about, because we have this now on our um, jobs board, and you asked me to put this up there. You're looking for not the band filter, not the not fans of the band filter. Yeah. You're looking for filter I mean, fans. There is probably was it like a it's, a band it's like a grunge band? Yeah, okay. Well, uh yeah, we have nine inch filters. <laughs> yeah, well they do use filters. Uh we uh I I did not take a lot of filter classes, but I know enough to be dangerous and uh I made a filter for the PDM microphone that we use on our SAMD boards and it works pretty well, but I think it could be better. And yeah. I don't know what the next steps would be to make this filter better. So we're looking to hire someone who is like, there's somebody out there who's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what to do. Basically you have yeah. this PDM signal and you want to, you know, you want to filter it and you have a 64, you know, times oversampling or maybe more or maybe less. And maybe they can uh, come on by and give us some suggestions on how we can uh, improve our filtering and uh, they can make some money and have a job well done and feel good about that, and we will have a better filter that we can share with the world because yeah. uh, this is absolutely not shared anywhere by anybody. Every company has a completely proprietary, and there's not, it's not that complicated, but it's always proprietary, and I know that 
we could do a pretty good job and release it. Yeah. And I'm willing to fund that. Jobs.adafruit.com. Look at the description. Apply for it. Say some of your skills if you want to do it. We'll pay you. And this is how we get a lot of people ultimately who work at it. It's not a signal either. Yeah. There's no feedback here. This is like we've got a PDM signal. It's, you know, 100, it's like a one megahertz signal, and I want to get a 20 to 20 kilohertz signal out. That's it. And this is how a lot of people uh, get jobs at Adafruit. We start out with a small project, and that's how they eventually join the team. All right. We are an open source hardware company. It's true. And chugging along on more news, uh, this is what I want to talk about more in depth. The Take Flight with Feather contest um, starts now. And that cool graphic. Yeah, and that's cool. It's like a, it's like, it's like a yeah, cyber it's like a, eagle. Yeah, it has feathers sticking out. It's yeah, cool. it has like a cyber cockatoo. Right. So, um, <laughs> Feather turned out to be the de facto shape and configuration for Particle. SparkFun now has gone yep. uh, full-on Feather. Seed has feathers. There's hundreds of Feather boards. There's hundreds of Feather wings. So uh, it became popular enough where it's like, the, you know, they always say the de facto standard. Yeah. Um, the previous thing that was close was kind of like, you know, the big Arduino shield shape. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the old big Arduino shield shape. People wanted something smaller, battery charging built in, all the stuff that, that you did. And then we led by example. Here's a bunch of open source. Here's a bunch of specs. Here's a bunch of code that works with it. Yeah. So now we're seeing lots of people use Feather. So now yeah. it's time to do a contest because yes. there's enough people doing it. And um, there are people who we, we thought it would be fun to end, end the year. People are indoors. They want to build something, and maybe they can get some reward for it. Yeah. So if you go to the contest site, there's already 11 entries. And the first day, there were six entries. So that's really good. And the categories, anyone can enter. And you don't need to design hardware. You can just come up with the idea. You can even draw it in fritzing for all or draw it on a piece yeah. of paper. Honestly, I really, I, almost anything is welcome yeah. um, as long as it's within capability of this physical universe. It has to be able to be manufactured. It has to be possible And you're going to be doing a special talk and video about that. So yeah. here's the categories. Where does Feather? What's the most ridiculous expansion board you can come up with? You'll cut yourself on that edge. Bleeding edge technology Feather. Retro Feather. Old tech lives on. Can you design a feather to interact with it? It's assistive tech. Build a feather to help others use. It's like technology. the Bill Binko category. It's Bill Binko feather. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then wireless feather. Use a new wireless technology for the feather ecosystem. And you can team up with people. You can collaborate. Yeah. Do something cool. I mean, you, you can make a feather wing, something that would work with a feather board. It doesn't have to work with all of them. It can work with just one. Or you can make a, a board that's in that same pinout. Uh, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, there's like the orange crab, which is a full Linux board feather. Uh, maybe you, there's a new chip out there, the RT1052, and you're like, oh, yeah. man, I want a feather shaped like that. Check it out. Uh, design that. I, I'm really excited to see what uh, people come up with. And it's an open spec standard, so yep, use it. All the it, details make it. are on hackaday.io. Click contest and then look for the take flight with feather. We'll be talking about this a lot more. You have about 55 days to enter. That's what it says on that little 55 thing. days, six hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, you want to show it off? Show yeah. it. Okay. Show it. Many, that's how much time you got left. That's enough time. That's plenty of time. Okay. We have 2,050 guides. Some of them cover Feather. Yeah. Um, Lady what was on the big board we this week? We do have a new Feather guide this week. Uh, okay, so we had a guide for the stem and non-latching mini relay board uh, with alligator clips just showing. Yeah, that was last week. That was last week. Yeah. And then was the snow globe last week or this nope. week? Snow globe is this week. Uh, so this is a Carter project. He always writes these very whimsical example code. And look at it, he even like photographed it on a tree. 
Um, this is a uh, demo that you have a bitmap on the background and then you have little falling snowflakes. Or, or you can, falling squids. <laughs> or you can have the Watchmen logo and have it raining squid. That's right. Um, and what's interesting is actually it's, it's using all sprite-based, uh, like palletized sprites, so you can have very quick refreshes. And then um, the, whatever is raining down, whether it be squids or snow or whatnot, uh, piles up. And then when you shake it, um, the, uh, it erases and starts over. So it's kind of like a digital snow globe. We also had um, a guide from JP, also with help from Carter, on doing turtle graphics in CircuitPython on a TFT. Um, so in this case, it's actually in a turtle, which will be a future guide. But if you've ever done graphics in Logo, uh, you can see this kind of idea of you have a, a, a turtle, a dot, and it moves forward and backwards and uh, in angles. And uh, for example, we have a, a um, demo here that draws different random snowflakes every time, so it's kind of neat. But also other uh, fun things like circles and Sierpinski triangles and, and other exotic shapes. Uh, if you like Logo or maybe you've used Turtle, uh, you can now run that on the Circuit Playground with the Gizmo. And it's a 240 by 240 screen, so you can actually get some pretty good resolution. You've also got another TFT project from Don Pedro. Like we mentioned, this is a remake from an old uh, set of projects from a few years ago. This is the Circuit Python animated pendants. Um, they used to be done in Arduino with a Pro Trinket, and now they're done fully in Circuit Python on an Itsy Bitsy M4 with a sprite. Um, sheet that you can customize so if you don't want to have flying toasters for some reason you can have something else uh, and also they did a Mario cloud so basically just remaking that old code but in Python and with a code assist by Dave Estelles we also got a guide up for the STM32 F405s make a full day to write this guide because the STM is a little bit of a different chip uh, how to get to the bootloader how to load MicroPython on it how to load Arduino code onto it how to use it with CircuitPython uh, we go through all the pins and the capabilities and, and you know it's a little bit like some things work in one place and some things don't work in another like there's support for the SD card in MicroPython and in Arduino but CircuitPython we don't have support yet so that's all coming along like I know we're working on NeoPixel support right now so we're slowly adding support for um, STM32 boards people really like this feather we sold out we'll have more soon but it's extremely powerful and capable it's also our first USB-C feather which is nice we have the desktop dumpster fire uh, build. It's um, a motorized uh, dumpster that when you press a button, a circuit playground express turns on. It blows a fan that makes these little uh, fire flames made out of tissue paper light up. And then when you turn it off, uh, the dumpster closes. So it's, it's a nice reminder of the world we live in. We have a guide on how to convert a JS, JVC video sphere TV, so the monochrome CRT display, um, and uh, you can, uh, we actually spent quite a bit of time to figure out the, the perfect golden path to getting it to work well with uh, Raspberry Pi or a computer. Uh, we have the Raspberry Pi I displaying on it, which looks kind of cool, um, but we also show how to use it to display a computer HDMI output. It works really great, of course, with a, um, a Raspberry Pi because it has NTSC out, so you just plug it directly in and you get a, a nice clear signal. Uh, for a surprisingly old TV, these TVs are, you know, 50 years old. Uh, LED works really well. We also have a guide for the MPU 6050, 6DOF, uh, two, two triple access, 6DOF, accelerometer, and gyro. This is a, a classic old chip, MPU 6050. Some people are like, why are you carrying this old chip? But, you know, a lot of people still use it. 
And uh, we never, you know, a long time ago we designed a breakout for it. We never got it done. We're like, you know what, let's uh, wrap it up, finish it, and put it in this STEM QT format since uh, it is still quite popular. And we have Arduino and CircuitPython slash Python code. So you can run this oldie but goodie on a Raspberry Pi or Arduino board. Okay, those are the guys, all 2050. We'll have more next week. Yes. Okay, main New York City factory footage. Take it away. Get it for your factory. factory footage without a sunrise or sunset or under construction because mm. there's a lot of construction going on around here in our neighborhood right now okay 3d printing young pedro printing up something every single week this week it's that project we talked about the python twister clouds yes take it away known pedro floating away hey what's up folks in this project we're making retro inspired wearables in this video, we'll show you how we designed and 3D printed this to look like a Game Boy that you can wear as a necklace. The pendant features an IPS display with animated graphics. It uses Adafruit's CircuitPython to create animated sprites that look like flying toasters and scrolling clouds. We made two versions, one for each display, so you can use the 1.3 inch or 1.54 inch IPS display. It's also easy to swap out the graphics and modify the code to make your own animations. With CircuitPython, you can use the Display I.O. library to generate custom graphics and interfaces. Head on over to CircuitPython.org and check out all the supported hardware from Adafruit and the community. Here you can download the latest version of CircuitPython and the library bundle. Just double press the reset button to launch the bootloader. Then drag and drop the file to automatically flash the firmware. The board shows up like a USB drive so you can easily upload code, library files, and assets. With Display.io, you can create graphics that have custom shapes and text. You can use bitmap images to create sprite sheets and palettes to generate colored pixels. Check out the documentation to learn how to use the APIs so you can create sprite sheets and tile grids using demo code and the examples. 
The code in this project randomly generates flying toasters that continuously scroll across the screen. We think it's a great example for folks getting started with Display.io and CircuitPython. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. We designed the parts to be 3D printed without any support material. We used silicone cover ribbon cable to wire up the display breakout. This wire is stranded core, so it's flexible and stays nice and neat. In this project, we're using the Itsy Bitsy M4 dev board. To wire up the electronics, you can check out the learn guide and follow the circuit diagram. We're using the LiPoly backpack so we can recharge the battery over the micro USB port. You'll want to wire up a small slide switch so you can power the circuit on and off. We used electrical tape to insulate the exposed pins on the bottom of the board. This is an easy way to prevent the circuit from shorting out. Once the electronics are wired up, you can fit the parts into the 3D printed enclosure. The cover can then be snap fitted on the back of the case. These little buttons were printed separately and glued to the front of the enclosure. You can install a split ring to the loop on the back of the cover and add it to your necklace chain or lanyard. And there you have it, that's so you can create your own retro-inspired wearables. Be sure to check out the Learn Guide for a full tutorial. If you have projects you'd like to share, check out Adafruit's show and tell livestream. All participants get a free vinyl sticker. You can also check out the Adafruit Discord server so you can chat with the community. Thanks so much for watching, and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Get no Pedro every single Wednesday. 3D Hangouts. You can learn how to make all this stuff. All right. Well, before we get over to new products, don't forget to code Astemas. 2% off the native for store all the way up to 1159 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's kick it off. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, guess what? <laughs> Explain um, the song. <laughs> yeah, we got these in right before um, we went live tonight. Yes. It's the Edge Badge. Yes. It plays audio. As yes. you can hear in the background. Uh, do you want to do that again or something? No, I'll, well, I had to turn it on so I could do the yes-no demo. That's why I keep saying yeah. yes. You know what? No, let's uh, let's start from the beginning. Let's uh, okay. turn it off and turn it back on. Okay. Because I think it matters. Okay. We have animations. Animations. We have audio. Audio. On. Yeah. Okay. And so this 
This is the edge badge, which is, you might be like, this looks a lot like the Pi badge. Well, you're right. It's basically a Pi badge with a microphone on the front. Uh, when we first designed the Pi badge, people weren't doing machine learning on the edge uh, with microphones, but uh, now they are. And so we're like, okay, well, let's just update it. It's the same exact back. Um, and we just connected up uh, the microphone to uh, pins five and six. Uh, and so it, it appears here and uh, we can use this to do voice recognition. So the demo that I have here is our classic uh, yes, no uh, detection. It's not connected to the internet. Not connected internet. to the internet. This is all on the device. But I'm gonna okay. try to do a live inference demo. Yeah, it's no, always it's, risky. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's always risky. Yes. Okay, I have to be able to find it. You got it. No. Secret is you can't be too close. Yeah, I, I think you, you lean down very close because you have the overhead. Right. But That's fine. I'd rather have it. people see that it's not perfect every time and also that it um, actually does work. I think if someone could help us with that FIR filter, they might be able to improve yeah. this. Um, okay, okay, so... It can do uh, audio detection. It also has accelerometer. And uh, as you saw from the earlier video, there's gesture detection as well. And uh, we might actually end up extending this badge more and more to add more sensors as there's, you know, as we, we want to see what are people doing with TensorFlow Lite. And then we have some space here. We can just keep adding sensors all around here as necessary. Um, yep. But this is part of our BrainCraft project. Yeah, it can also, it has feather headers so you can add Yes, stuff and you can plug in more stuff. And it also has Stemma connectors. That's so right. if you want to add other sensors that aren't even built in, uh, you can just plug and play them and then um, use the Arduino TensorFlow Light Library, which uh, we have a slight wrapper that just kind of does all this display stuff for you. Uh, and you can get started real fast. Okay, next up, foam. <laughs> it's foam. It's Eva foam. We have two friends named Eva. Um, yeah. This foam is about two millimeters thick. It's great for crafting and cosplay. Uh, I just saw this pack and I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, I think I like the idea of a pack of EVA foam in a, in a variety of colors. You get, you know, one of each color. And uh, it's only a couple bucks. And um, great if you want to do crafting projects, attach uh, hardware to them, um, cut them, shape them, make robotics. So I think uh, overall, kind of fun stuff, very easy to work with. We should, when I was like, we only had felt, now we yeah. got foam. So instead of cutting up yoga mats, uh, check these out. They're about a, a sheet of paper sized. So they're not too bad, about eight, eight and a half by 11 inches. And like we said, two millimeters thick and you get 10 different colors. Okay, for the rest of tonight, it's all stemmas and new products. All stemmas. Stemma, 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 stemma. And I just want to point out something. Stem, stemma brings, brings connectors together. So Stemma, Why? well, Stemma works with Quick, Stemma it works does. with Grove, Stemma yes. works with Gravity. Yes. Stemma works with all those. Those are all words that people are like, what are those words? So there's multiple yeah. different ways that companies have come up with uh, unique and correct in all their own ways of connecting hardware together. And we didn't want to make something that couldn't work with them. So We didn't want to make yet another one. We yeah. want to make something that works with all of it. So we used the same connectors as the SparkFun Quick, which we really like because they're small. And they have a really good clicky feel, um, but the pinout is compatible, and the voltages are compatible with Grove. So Grove is a five volt logic uh, setup, um, and so all of our boards, which we've always kind of done, are always um, level shifted, so work with three volt or five volt. Why? Because even though everything's moving to three volts, all the SAMD and M0 and M4 boards and the Linux boards are all three volts. 
there's still a lot of people with Arduino Unos and Leonardo's and um, Megas. So these old designs, these 8-bit designs that run at 5 volts. And we wanted to make sure that we didn't have something where there's a risk you could plug it in and, and accidentally break your chip yeah. because they are they're pretty sensitive. You do have to run them on 3 volts and use 3-volt uh, okay. logic. So we have some new STEM awards. All right, so kicking off. First yeah, we just, timing worked out. Starting out with the MPU 6050. So this is a classic old uh, accelerometer gyroscope. Um, people might have been asking, why are you carrying a chip that's like so many years old? A lot of people actually still want this. It's used in a lot of projects. It's, a, it's oldie but goodie. It's solid. It, it, it works pretty well. Uh, it's not the most precise. There's better quality ones. But like I said, it, this is there's a lot of example code for the MPU 6050. So we put level shifting on it. As you can see, it's got a three-volt regulator. Uh, decoupling caps and uh, the plug-and-play connector and here is a demo um, you can see connected uh, up to a feather with a quick cable um, that goes to uh, headers and then it's running a little demo and then what's really neat what I like about this design that Sparkfriend came up with is of course you can chain them so you want a GPS you can then have an OLED you can have another sensor you can have an RTC whatever you can chain them together um, but I like having these, these small sensors. And the connectors actually don't even take that much space. We have the four mounting holes, and then the connectors just go on the side. And uh, we even have a little on LED as well. Okay. So, so the MPU 6050, that's first. So it's a six DOF sensor, accelerometer, and gyroscope, often sometimes called an IMU. Um, and uh, we have library code for Arduino and CircuitPython slash Python. Okay. Next up. Looking very similar, but not quite the same, is the LSM303 AGR. We've actually carried the LSM303. We've carried a couple different versions of the LSM303. Um, it's a magnetometer accelerometer, sometimes called an e-compass. This is good for when you want to find uh, you know, magnetic north. And uh, it can do tilt-compensated compass activity. Uh, so it's, an, it's a six-stop sensor, but a different kind of six-stop sensor. And uh, like we said, it's uh, magnetic, not gyroscopic. We do have some 9-DOF sensors as well, and more coming. But uh, this in particular is magnetic. So you see it's, uh, it you know, can sort of tell you which way north is. Uh, X and Y is positive. So north is uh, kind of behind me. And you can see the values kind of maximize when it's pointing behind me. So there you go. That's where north is. And um, accelerometer tells you the tilt. And so you use, there's, we have code for calibrating this and then calculating which direction is north, even if it's tilted all the way around in any direction. And that's what your phone uses to uh, calculate which way is uh, north. So right. here you go, plugged in. Show and then you lead it in the community is yes, Shema. third but not least is a mini GPS GNSS. So this is a, a global positioning satellite sensor. Uh, it is the tiniest one I've ever seen. It's just so adorable. It's only, it's called the PA1010 because it's 10 millimeters by 10 millimeters by about like six millimeters. Uh, so we fit it onto a board about one inch by one inch. Um, and it has the uh, uh, antenna built on top. Now we're indoors, so I couldn't do a demo of it getting GPS data anyways because it wouldn't work from indoors. You do have to be outdoors. But uh, it works pretty well. Uh, it's got good sensitivity, good tracking. Um, once it's outside and it gets ephemeris data, uh, it knows where you are. Um, and what's nice about this GPS is most GPSs are UART only. Um, and it does have UART connectivity over here. We have the RX and TX and power and ground pins, and they're all level shifted. 
uh, and that's wonderful. But in addition, it also has I squared C, which is why we're able to chain it along these other I squared C sensors. And uh, we've updated our code for the Arduino and CircuitPython libraries. So what's neat is there's a lot of uh, single board computers that don't have I squared C, sorry, they don't have UART, but they do have I squared C, or other chips that, again, usually don't have spare UART, or you want to use software serial, and it's kind of messy. It's a lot nicer to use um, I squared C because you don't have as precise timing needs, and you can read you know, the data much faster, and you can share the bus. So this is on address uh, 10. And then on the back, we have a spot. We give you a, a battery holder. We didn't solder it on because we actually wanted to, people might want to keep this as slim as possible because when you add the coin cell, it does get a little chunkier. But we like a removable coin cell so you, know, you can always make sure it's fresh and if it gets damaged or runs out, you can always replace it. But a GPS on the back will uh, ensure that even when power is cut, um, it retains that ephemeris data so that you don't have to uh, re-download it. It gives you a, a faster fix um, on restart. And it has a PPS LED, so pulse per second output. People like that. Uh, it has a sleep mode, so you can put it into sleep mode where it saves the ephemeris data, but it isn't actively receiving because it uses about 20 to 30 milliamps doing that. And then you send it a command to wake it up. So it's, it's a very nice, um, it's a nice capability that isn't on some GPSs. So it's a very cute, it's like the smallest GPS we've seen, and with I squared C capability, um, I'm really liking this little fellow. Yay, GPS. Okay, and with that, it is new products. New, 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 new. All right, new product recap. Okay. New, new, new. We have the Edge Badge. It's just like a Pi Badge, but now has a microphone, which makes it great for speech or gesture, motion, or calculation-based machine learning. And there's plenty of ports and plugs to add more sensors as people do more TensorFlow Lite projects, check out our TensorFlow Lite for Microcontroller guide on how to get started. Uh, there's now an official TensorFlow Lite library from the TensorFlow and Arduino team. Yay, thank you, it's so great. Uh, we will be deprecating our old library and using only the new one. We've got Eva foam, two millimeters thick, about a page size, 10 different colors, great for crafting and robotics and attaching electronics to. Uh, the MP6050 is an oldie but goodie, six DOF, accelerometer gyroscope, now available in quick slash QT format for easy plug and play IMUing. You also have the LSM303 AGR, the latest generation of the e-compasses, uh, the LSM303 series. This one is even smaller, and so it fits great on this little QT board. Again, only one inch by 0.7 inches. I squared C output has Arduino and CircuitPython code for it. It's wonderful. And finally, the mini GPS uh, which has I squared C or UART. Again, we like that I squared C action uh, with an optional battery uh, connector that you can put on the bottom if you want to uh, have a battery backup. Um, it's very small, but has a built-in antenna, so you can get GPS data and stream it over I squared C. Again, code for Arduino and all these things. Okie dokie, don't forget, if you want to buy some of that stuff, Temus is a code, Stemus, Stemus, Stemus. Stemma, stemma, stemma. We had three stemmas, so it is stemma, stemma, stemma. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, do some top secret. Okay, top secret. You got one thing. In line with the topics. It's a theme. I know. Yet another one. This one is the APDS 9500. We had the 9600, which is a gesture color light sensor. And even though this is named kind of similarly, it's a totally different sensor. This one actually has like, a camera in it. And you can actually read the camera data over SPI as well. I thought that's kind of an interesting sensor because it does more advanced gesture recognition. 
Um, I think this also could be really interesting or useful for machine learning because it can do hand gestures. So I think this could be neat for non-face style recognitions. Okay. Back in the vault. Back in the vault. Okay, um, if you're in Discord, I'm going to start going through some of the questions I saw and also post up your questions, adafruit.it slash Discord. Let's do some questions. You can plug in the Ada box. Oh, yeah. Let me grab the Ada so box. I'm going to remind people. I know. Uh, let's do the questions. Okay, I'm going to, while well, you're plugging that in, in I'm going to go through it. Are you ready? Yes, yes. I'm just uh, plugging. Let's see. Uh, could you make a Stemma board that's just a level shifter, so it shifts from 5 to 3 volts, so you stick between boards and sensors? I guess I could. That's an interesting idea. Okay. Is there an I2C to SPI adapulator chip? You know, not really. That's not... There's, I think, I2C to UART, but really, I2C is kind of its own beast, and so is SPI and UART. They're not really good at intermixing. Any thoughts on a Circuit Playground Express with Stemma connectors? Well, I think what we're going to do is we'll have probably like an add-on that has them. I mean, like if you look at the TFT Gizmo, it has two connectors on the side for our, our non i 2 c Stemma connectors. Um, but we'll have soon a cable with alligator clips, and so you'll just alligator clip on to, to these sensors and plug them in. And that's, a, that's, I think, the best way to quickly add more sensor capability. Okay. Uh, a few months ago, I wanted to write an app in CircuitPython that could uh, right to the capacitive TFT and do plotting and reactive touches on the screen. Is the cap capacitive touch screen and graphics uh, output supported? Does Python have full graphics compatible libraries? Well, Python has a different library called Display.io, which is more object-based. Um, but you can look at the Pi portal for um, inspiration, and we do have a capacitive touch library. Okay. Uh, let's see. I know some is meant to be experts here, digital analog, but can you do UART? over it to the M4. I in. You know, I actually want to not do UART because I find that UART is really challenging for a lot of chips. And I haven't yet found anything that's only UART. Like, everything is always, if you look hard enough, available with I2C or um, with digital or analog. But I, I the, the GPS, for example, I don't want to make a UART GPS with a plugin because then it's not chainable. And also, I think it's UARTs are very confusing to people. Um, and they're hard to get working on some Linux boards and some simple 8 bit micros. So I kind of want to stay away from it. Okay. Um, would the gesture, uh, could the gesture sensor do blink detection? Would the gesture sensor do blink detection? The APDS 9500? I have no idea. All right. Um, how many years have we been doing this? Uh, over 10? Yeah, a long time. Um, the show is about 10 years the old. The company, 14. Yeah. Um, this person's been watching since about 2010, so they've been watching for nine years. Um, when you figure out time travel, what would, you, um, what would you go back and tell yourself pitfalls, milestones, uh, where you're at today? Do you have anything? I can, I can just go. Well, well, yeah. Why don't you just... Well, um, if I had the power of time travel, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be selfish. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Maybe tell other people. Well, I wouldn't have anything to do with me or yeah. Adafruit. But let's assume this time machine only allows us to talk about. That's a very yes. Yeah. Um, so I think we've navigated so many things, and you take a risk when you stick to being a good business with good values. It would be nice just to hear it was going to work out because. 
as you're doing it and, and as you're making all these tough decisions and you're doing things like open source, uh, you know, not taking funding, um, building a company, um, you know, one product, one, one dollar at a time, um, and spending a lot of times with career development, with employees and all this stuff, I think there's lots of times where it'd be nice to know it's going to work out. Mm. Because as you're doing it, it's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. This is why no one is running, no one wants to run companies and do this. Yeah. And I think um, being able to just hear, like, hey, like, yeah, it's going to work out. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's what, that would have been nice to, maybe, maybe, maybe you do hear that. And that's why you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the things, like, there isn't one thing where it's like, boy, I wish we could have done, you know, we made a wrong decision there. We always were really smart and, and got everyone together and made good decisions together. It's just when you're doing it, you know, you're on your own. There's no handbook. I was, oh, yeah. Like you yeah. said, I was in my room a lot, just writing a lot of code. Yeah. So that's, that's my thing is just like being able just to send, I don't even need to travel back in time, just sending like tachyons back in time. Like it's going to work out. Like, yeah. you know, you got anything? No, I think what you're, what you said is, is right. Yeah. I think it's just like getting that reassurance. Yeah. Not like reassurance, like everything's going to be okay. Do whatever you want. More like you're, you're doing something very different and you're taking this risk, but it's going to work out. Just stick to your good values and and try to be around good people. Yeah. Hearing, hearing that from like a time traveling person would be kind of nice. That'd be kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, next up. Uh, how do I connect a battery from a phone to a feather and be able to charge it, but I don't have the female port for it? Um, very carefully. I mean, in the store we have cables that are red and black wire marked and you just have to get the polarity right. Um, Try that okay. and be careful. <laughs> Will CircuitPython run machine learning models like ResNet34 or YOLO v3? Not yet. Not anytime soon. If anything, it might hook into the TensorFlow Lite um, for my controllers uh, build, which is very minimal. It uses like these flat file TF lights. It's, it's very, very minimal. Uh, if you want to run YOLO, ResNet, whatever, get a Raspberry Pi 4. That's what they're for. And okay. then you can run Python for that. <laughs> does the new GPS demo use an external, can it use an external antenna? This one does not. Um, it's small because it does not have external antenna, but we may have a future one that has external antenna support. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, Mr. Certainty, which is certain about this, I'm sure, saw the future, it's going to work out, do the right thing, be kind. All right. Thanks. There you go. Um, let's see. JMK wants a second uh, display support. That's good. Uh, all right. Yeah, with it. Uh, the person who asked the question about time travel thing is a cool answer. It's the first thing that came to me. I mean, yeah. Later on, I'll be like, oh, man, I should have. I should have said, like, give me the almanac or something. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. So the, one of the scariest things that happened is um, the government wanted all of our, all the customer records. And we said no, and we had yeah. to fight that. And uh, we've talked about this before on, on a few different shows. But that was really scary. It would have been nice to get a message in a bottle that said, like, hey, it's, it's the right thing to do. Don't just hand it over stand up and don't don't do that because yeah. that's what we did but it was scary it was yeah. really scary because they're not really happy when you say no i've <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not um okay uh circuit python monster mass second day split. yes jim okay, we're going to try to get to that one day uh, and i think that is it okay you want to do a giveaway or do yeah. you want to go to this ada box thing oh yeah um you told me to set it up. Yeah, so, so just a reminder. So we're going to give something away, but just a reminder for Adabox because uh, here's how many 
It's 25 days, two hours. Get okay. on adabox.com. There's Go do one it. hour less. Go do it. I'm from the future, and I'm telling present you. <laughs> you, you, you didn't get it in time. You missed out. You're sad. People, people <laughs> always like the Adabox, and they always are like, yeah. man, that's cool. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, give some away. What do you want to give away? Let's give away an edge badge. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, what are the rules? Rules are if you've won something before, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. The first person to yeah. call the Magic Radio Shack phone, have it ring twice, and then let me pick it up. Sometimes they don't, and that's yeah. sad. Uh, will be the winner. I'm going to ask you your name and where you're calling from and a project you're working on or you want to work on. And that's all you got to do. You just answer those questions. Don't just forget, go. when you call, it's going to ring twice, and I'm going to pick up and say, ahoy, ahoy. And yeah. that's how you know it's me. And then if you can turn on your computer audio, that helps, because otherwise yeah. it gets a weird echoey effect. And that's a little tough on us. And it's a lot to remember, but don't worry, I'll repeat it again. It's not that much to remember. Yeah, call the phone number, ring twice, ahoy, ahoy, turn down your computer audio, and then I'm going to ask you your name. Give a fake name. Don't be a real name. But I have to have like, oh, it's Vanessa, whatever. Yeah. Do, do, do. So everyone's like a few seconds behind. That's I'm, fine. But I'm putting the. Um, There's a good prize. The oh, edge you know badge. What? what? Um, Wait, what? Double check this phone. Okay. Oh. Yeah. The oh. phone was off for a Whoops, second. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> if you tried to call, call back. Sorry. Try again. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. I was so busy putting the phone number in there, I had the phone turned off. Oh, <laughs> people want this edge badge. Yeah, They're right. ringing. Look that at the phone out, ringing. Though. That worked out. Okay. Can we again? Okay, yeah. I'm picking it up. Picking it up. Yeah. Picking it up. Ahoy, ahoy. Hello, congratulations. You called Ask Engineer at the right time. What's your name and where are you calling from? Rob from Arkansas. Hi, Rob from Arkansas. Well, congratulations. You won a fabulous edge badge which could be fun. Maybe you'll do some games or electronics or I don't know. We'll send you for free. All you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, I'm calling from Arkansas. Send me out this product number 4400. You got, you got that? Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, What's the project you're working on or you want to work on? What the time we have left? trying to uh, shoehorn a trinket inside a Lego brick. Wow, okay, I mean, yeah, it might fit. Maybe like a big Lego brick. Uh, but once it is, check it, you can attach it to anything. Exactly. All right, well, that sounds cool. Well, I'm working on it. Well, okay. Printer just for the, just for the uh, job. All right, well, report back. We would like to see this trinket-enabled Lego brick and Lego brick construction kit. That sounds super fun. Uh don't forget to email support Adafruit to get your free stuff and have a wonderful night. Thank you. With your you 3D printer. <laughs> Good night. Okay. Okay. All right, that's our show for tonight. Thank okay, you, everybody. Get that trinket in there while you're 3D printing. We will see everybody next week. Uh, special thanks to all of our team members. I think Jesse May is behind the scenes Thank tonight. Thank you, Jesse May. Uh, special thanks to all the Adafruit remote team members, all Thank the Adafruit you, folks in the Discord chat and more all of our friends and partners and people who make this thing going thank you so much um here's a code um that's our way of saying thanks uh, 10 percent off in the adafruit store all the way up to 11:59 p.m tonight thank you so much for supporting this fun adventure
called Adafruit. And thanks for the great questions in the chat tonight. Yeah, this was a, so we wrapped up the show at a good time and covered a lot. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. See you soon. Here is your moment of Zener.